Good afternoon. And I'm so happy because I look taller here with this stand, so it's the first time I have this uh, feeling. From where to start, uh, the Jordan Valley is an old research and the new research is continuous since uh, approximately two decades, but uh, seemingly it's still uh, timely. Um, um, I'm going all of the results presented here. They are presented as a synthesis. Uh, they are uh, just a part of a huge quantity of uh, data. Uh, I'm speaking a little bit about Northern Jordan, as you see, but indeed my results are only in the, from the Jordan Valley uh, under scope, just as if we were in the Jordan Valley and looking on the uh, plateaus in Northern Jordan. Um, I choose to speak about that since I've seen the uh, program and many, many studies uh, concerning irrigation systems, concerning uh, surveys, prospections on the northern plateaus. And um, uh, I found it an opportunity to speak about the Jordan Valley since it is a good marker indeed to see uh, and to have an idea about what's happening in, on the plateaus. I have to mention that this study was carried out in different projects, one the ongoing one, the Zakuma excavation project from the University of Jordan and the finished settling the step project of Leiden University and Yarmouk University. Uh, Appeldorf CNRS is finished already, and uh, the Jordan French Archaeological Mission of Tal Abu Hamid, which finished about a decade ago. So, um, <clears throat> we start just with the uh, hydrographic system of the Jordan Valley that we see it is the final or the ultimate uh, drain system of the drainage basin of the area of northern uh, Jordan. Uh, what happened on the plateaus, we feel it indeed in the Jordan Valley because of this specific configuration. Um, this specific configuration as well, we, have, we see uh, on this uh, graphic uh, the different wadi systems that it drains the plateaus toward the Jordan Valley. <coughs> Those photos certainly are familiar for you. They are from the higher mountains and uh, showing, and what I wanted really to show inside, inside is the Terra Rosa or the Red Loom that will take a specific place in my presentation uh, from the Jordan Valley. It is the feed zone. And here it is in the uh, <coughs> reception zone or the accumulation zone, the Jordan Valley, uh, which has a characteristic, I'm sorry, this. Uh, White triangle should not be here, but just to say that it was, Jordan Valley was covered by um, a lake during the Pleistocene, the latest of which is Lake Lisan that dried away some uh, 14,000 uh, uh, th years ago. Um, <coughs> um, after the uh, shrinking of Lake Lisan, we have the Dead Sea and Lake Tiberias. The Dead Sea is really the very ultimate uh, drainage basin of the area. Uh, we have something where we are lucky in the Jordan Valley comparing to the zone of the plateaus and the mountains that we have a lower edge limit, which is the uh, sediments, the deposits of Lake Lisan that we have seen it was seems 
was shrinked away 14,000 years ago. So we will not be, we will not go very far in our chronological mistakes if there are some. Um, the Jordan Valley and the uh, reception zone or the accumulation zone, we have especially those sediments of red loam deposition uh, in Wadi context, of Wadi context, the flat area of the uh, valley bottom, uh, red in some places, comparing to the area or just front of area of Ajlun and Jirash, they are a bit <coughs> more yellowish to the south than pinkish more to the south near Shuna South. Uh, they accumulate in several places, uh, as in this example, uh, three times as high as Jesek Riversky. Uh, in some places where the area is flat and used for agriculture, it constitutes indeed the base of the agriculture there. Uh, deposits that Lean over Lake Lisan uh, sediments uh, are very complicated indeed. It's not only because they have a red color that it should be, should be considered as a red deposit or as one phase of deposition. Now our study has shown that it, it has many phases of deposition, of reworking, and of incision, of course. Here I go quickly through a few examples, and after I come directly to the uh, conclusion, which is in the form of a synthesis. In many places, especially in small wadi systems, not in the big ones like Yarmouk or like Zerka, where the erosion is very important and it swept away different older deposits in small wadis, we still have some places for that. Here in this area, which is in the central Jordan Valley next to Abu Hamid, if uh, somebody, if you uh, know it. Uh, do, do we have a marker here? Yeah, it is. Um, Wadi Mukatalin here, just over uh, the Lisan deposits, we have the, form, the gradual formation, formation of a travertine. Travertine, which occurred after the shrinking of Lake Lisan, some probably in erogenal phases precede that, but after we had a, a travertine growth in the region, and the travertine growth precede the deposition of red loom here. Uh, comparing to that, in another wadi, we have some uh, black organic soils that precede also the onset of the red uh, loom. Uh, <coughs> travertine are present as well in different wadi systems in the Jordan Valley here in the south, next to uh, Tel Ghanam and Tel. Uh, uh, Groba, which are uh, late Neolithic sites and early Calcolithic ones, uh, travertine underneath uh, those sites, but in between we have a kind of pinkish soils. Um, red soils, uh, they present in different facies also in the Jordan Valley here, it's just at the basis, sorry, uh, at the basis of the escarpment, we have this kind of yellowish to reddish orangish soil, which is, uh, which contains indeed uh, some kind of chemical pedogenesis, showing that it has an ambience, environmental ambience that be comparing to the travertine formation with this kind of micritic developments or nodules and this kind of calcitic pendants under the stones. 
um, <clears throat> red soil uh, can be present also in different facies, like here underneath the late Neolithic site of Abu Hamid. Uh, we have it as a soil very well developed, showing some calcitic development in the underneath in, in, in the bottom. Then after the uh, the corpus of the soil itself, but at the end we have a kind of reworking of the soil. Of course, we have studying this kind of search, we have to study the hierarchy of its development and this hierarchy of development, we need to look at it carefully and in different techniques like the thin sections here. Um, <clears throat> deposits that <clears throat> cap or cover or replace uh, the Lisan deposits are in the major wadi systems like Wadi Zerka here, we can meet them as a phases of terrace building, gradual, uh, gradual ones, but with uh, in between a periods of stability, of calm, of quiet, in order to give the possibility for soils to be developed at, as it is shown here. Here at the top, it, there's a prominent feature. We are going to look at it uh, later. But just keep it in mind, in the same Wadi system, Wadi Zarka, we have also those deposits. And in between, we have find some archaeological structures, like in this place near to uh, uh, Deir Allah or to Sawalha. Uh, and yeah, sorry, never mind. Uh, another place also where we can find early calcolithic or calcolithic in general uh, structures. They are within the soil, one of these phases of development of soil, and then after covered by red deposits, which reflect the one that we have seen in the uh, precedent uh, section. Uh, the same as well in the same Wari system near to Muhammad site, the Early Bronze Age uh, site, we uh, follow it and the soil uh, constitutes the substrate or the buried soil until the site. It contains some early, calcul uh, some, sorry, some calcolithic Early Bronze Age uh, buttery inside. Uh, outside of the Zerka River, context, but within an alluvial fan context, we have this beautiful fan, which we call Rawaiha fan. It's next to Derala, just beside the site of Derala. We have also in this flat area, uh, red, deposit, red deposits coming from the alluvial fan, and underneath those deposits, we have a calcolithic site with the material from late calcolithic site, or what we call the Gasulian culture. Uh, another section, uh, which is not far in the same region, we have within this soils, we find also some calcolithic and early calcolithic material. Another site which is very interesting that shows, I am not a specialist of the uh, Bronze Age uh, buttery, but I have been told that this is one of the examples of the very, very early Bronze Age uh, buttery. It is on a site that it in the confluence between uh, Zerka and uh, uh, Jordan River. It's in the no man land with many mines inside. I didn't advise anybody to go there. And uh, it shows, uh, yeah, it, it gives another example of the um, sites we have in that region, but especially also in the geomorphology of the region and in the development of the environment of the region. In this area, we don't have red soils or yellow soils. We have soils developed 
on the Marl, on the Lisan Marl themselves, indicating that in this area, at that time, the wadi was much more embanked than the other, or than other places. All to all, eight microregions have been studied in this way, and uh, updated later with a series of other sites, buried soils, soundage, and others. And uh, they give us, uh, for each microregion, a kind of uh, synthesis that we can correlate sections together in order to understand the environment during a part of time of that region. And we, uh, for example, for this what we have seen here, we try to put each site in its own uh, environment in its own landscape, as we have, we see here, LA. It means LN. It means late Neolithic or or LC, late Calcolithic, etc. It allowed us to build and to see the phases of occupation, not only from archaeological or chronological point of view, but also and especially from a stratigraphical point of view using the landscape, using the alluvial deposits as a chronological uh, marker. Uh, we compared, compared all of these results that we have and we uh, concluded in, in eight environmental phases or eight phases of development, of the development of the Jordan Valley from then let's say to 5,000 years before uh, present. Uh, the first one of these phases here, you have seen some examples of the travertine, what we have found. Uh, it's a, a swamp area. The Jordan Valley was a marshland at that time, uh, which indicate a kind of stability and of course with some soil development in the Bases of the escarpments that indicate that the hinterland or the upstream was well stabilized by a good uh, vegetal cover. Uh, it was followed immediately by an erosional, oh yes, uh, by an erosional phase. I am lost here. Yeah, um, and immediately after, with the arrival of the red loom the deposits arrival from the mountains. They come down for the first time to the Jordan Valley after the shrinking of Lake Lisan. Uh, if we look at the map here, archaeological distribution of the site, we can find, we can see that late Neolithic site, uh, or Neolithic, early Neolithic site, sorry, that we know uh, they are uh, present usually at the bases of the escarpments, at the mouth of the wadi, as it is here. Probably why they are not inside the Jordan, the central valley itself, it seems either because it was a marshland or probably from this later erogenal phase that they took many, many things in its way. However, we have the red loom for the first, for the first time here, and we start to see the uh, settle up of some early Calcolithic, late Neolithic, early Calcolithic sites in the Jordan Valley. Uh, after we had a phase of reworking of the deposits, we have a phase of arrival of a new uh, red loom. Uh, we have the development of soils again. We have a stable environment in the Jordan Valley and on the hinterland as well. And this can be uh, put either comparing to the sites that we found 
to the early uh, uh, Calcolithic period and the late uh, Neolithic period. Uh, some of the late Calcolithic sites indeed can be found on this place. Uh, later on, we have during the late Calcolithic and the very early phases of the early Bronze Age, another type of environment, early late Calcolithic started here in this uh, environment and we had a major erosion, a major cut of the Jordan River and of the Wadi systems on the Gore itself. And then after it was resumed with a huge quantity of red loom stripping down again from the mountains, a huge one because at that time the valley found its flattened air, um, configuration as before. Uh, overbanking deposits, terraces, buildings, and this correspond to the uh, late Calcolithic period and most especially to the early, early phases of the early Bronze Age. This make a question, probably some specialists of the early Bronze Age are here and can correct me or can discuss this later, that we are speaking about late Calcolithic, about the transition between late Calcolithic and the early Bronze Age. Late Calcolithic, we have sites here, and we have sites here. Early Bronze Age, we have sites here, again, within the late Calcolithic sites sometimes. But when we speak about late Calcolithic, do we speak about late Calcolithic sites located here? or late Calcolithic sites after the original phase and after the deposition, the new deposition of red deposits. In any case, this study concluded for this transitional period that early Bronze Age was faded within the late Calcolithic and it is really very difficult to separate it from a point of view of, of, a view of settlement of the sites. Uh, Jordan Valley, of course, had its uh, present configuration, and if we look at the site of Damia here in the Zor region, uh, I leave this here, uh, showing that the embanking, the last, the major embanking of the Jordan uh, Valley occurred between the early Bronze Age and between the Iron Age, as shown this Iron Age site here, within the Zor region or the major bit of the actual Jordan River. This is just small results from the Jordan Valley that uh, hearing the presentations of today concerning the plateau and the upland, it is probably, it gives some indications of some ways and paths in order to tight a little bit or to refine a little bit what we can understand there and what we can discover there. And thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. We have time for a couple of questions. Well, if nobody has one, I would start first because, I mean, you, you, you talked about the red soil and we also saw some. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, some of those um, might be um, alluvial. Some might be colluvial. colluvial exactly, alluvial, colluvial also. Or maybe yeah, even yeah, in situ, you know. I haven't seen in situ yet in yeah. the Jordan Valley, but um, maybe there's, there's some spots, who knows. Um, what would you say? I mean, are there phases dominated by alluvial, phases by colluvial sedimentation? And can you, can you um, identify the origin of the material? Uh, 
it's not really very difficult to identify the origin of the material since we know that our hydrographic system is coming from the mountains. Then those red soils, they are in the mountains, not in the Jordan Valley. Uh, alluvial deposition, you know, it's, it is within the valley context. Yes, they are alluvial, but within the alluvial fans, within the area, which is flattened area, we have some colluvial, alluvial colluvial, which sheet flows over them. And especially, especially this last uh, depositional phase, which occurred during the late Calcolithic and just before the early Bronze Age, it is a huge one, really, and a big uh, feature in the Wadi because it covered it completely, uh, covered the, the, net, the, the hydro, hydrographic network in the Jordan Valley, except for Jordan River, which was much more embanking than the other. So those sediments are certainly from the mountains and deposited by alluvial, colluvial, and alluvial, colluvial combination as well. Yeah. Any other questions? Allow me one second one. Um, what about the just for my pleasure? The later later periods. I mean, um, for example, I mean when I when I look at my valley fill, something like uh, post Byzantine. You know, what about the Jordan Valley? Do we have some? Oh yeah yeah yeah, and the post <laughs> yeah yeah during. I mean, I just concentrate uh, to this. Uh, period between 10 to 5,000, but indeed there are many results concerning the beginning, I mean earlier and later on. Yeah, there are some fills, I mean wadi fills that uh, carried some Roman, Roman material inside and uh, some of them they gave really uh, dates as well as C14 dates. We can, uh, if you are interested, I mean we can discuss that and I give you some of them. I mean we should really think about the regional correlation. I mean, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it is very important. Since I've seen your uh, lecture there, then it is really very important. But I mean, I, I, I wanted really to emphasize on this period that I have the much of the data on. But otherwise, yeah, of course, there are many where we can correlate with what, what you have found on the uh, mountains. Zor, can you elaborate a little when you think it started to form? Yeah, I think the initiating of the Zor formation, it started as far as the late Neolithic period, or probably between. But the configuration that we see now, it started after the Early Bronze Age. It means we had a beginning of the Jordan entrenching, but where? Where exactly? I don't know. Uh, but the configuration, the, well, now we have the Gore and we have the Zor. The Zor, it started for me just during the late part of the late Calcolithic. And it developed, of course, after. So, so I mean. Erogenary. Uh, I mean, how, how are you dating it exactly? Uh, I mean, I yeah, 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 because, you know, it's, we have some different phases, of course. I've said initiated, initiated after the shrinking of Lake Lisan, after the development of those marshlands, there have been a cut. This cut, it's difficult to identify, I mean, the Jordan River at that time. I, I cannot say anything. But for the last phase of deposition, 
in the Jordan Valley that occurred during the fifth millennium, during this period of late Calcolithic, very early Bronze Age period, it covered the whole area, completely the whole area, because we had some overflowing everywhere of the deposits at that moment. Places uh, like uh, Derala. Now we know we see the way of the Jordan River, uh, of the Sarka River. We have seen also Wadi El Khor and other Wadi systems there. At that time, they were covered together. Uh, alluvial fans, like such as the alluvial fan of Ruwaiha and the alluvial deposits from the Zerka, they were coalized together in the same way in order really to be spread out over uh, the Jordan River, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Gore or the Jordan Valley bed. So for me, the first indication of the actual Zor it occurred after the early Bronze Age, after the beginning of the early Bronze Age, somewhere. I don't know what. Thank you. I've got, thank you very much. I've got a, a curiosity, a question. Uh, it's regarding the other side of the river and in much later moments. I would like to know if it has been any research on the change of the course of the Wadi, in particular Wadi Nueima, in mm -hmm. the area of Jericho. Because mm -hmm. there are some accounts that due to the earthquakes in the 5th yeah. and the 6th century, there were changes in the way the, the flow of, of the Wadi Nueima took place. But I would like to know if somebody has made any kind of uh, geological analysis of what could have been the earlier uh, way of, of the Wadi Nueima and how it changed, because we know that there were many monasteries and many uh, in, uh, hydraulic infrastructure that were destroyed and rebuilt by Dumayats. I yeah. am very, very much interested in, in this issue, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's, I cannot say that there's really um, research, uh, I mean, ongoing research on that or in the past. Uh, there have been some geomorphological research there, uh, but most uh, people are interested in uh, Lake Lisan deposits and the Dead Sea. So the effort is going for that, you know, for them archaeology, I mean the latest period of archaeology uh, of the history of the region is not as important or as interesting as what we have in the Dead Sea. But sure, sure for the earthquake, Jordan Valley is active it is very active and we have and we know even in some places we have a kind of deposits that came from the first phase but when we come to the other phase it is in another direction why because tectonic has modified a little bit the direction of the wadi so uh, there's so far I don't have an idea about real study over this but it is worth the studying that's sure there are many many things to do over that and that's why this research is continuing since 20 years ago, so, so, so many things are still to do in the region, including this part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's a question there. Uh, I, I may have misunderstood, but from what I gather, you were saying there were periods when there were marshlands and other periods when the marshes had dried out. Um, how does that relate to, say, another reasons for settlement change, and this is of course the Jordan Valley as a source of malaria. Um, is there any evidence on that? Presumably when it's marsh air, there's more chance of malaria than when there isn't. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I under, I've heard something about the marsh, marshland, but I don't 
linked, I, I didn't understand very well what you meant, but at the end of the um, question. It, in marshy conditions, it's more likely to breed mosquitoes, and therefore the Jordan Valley is a source of malaria. Yeah. I'm wondering, has there been any work, not necessarily by you, as to uh, whether there may have been periods when there were much greater source of malaria than when the, the valleys dried out so, and, and the mosquitoes don't, don't uh, flourish? Yeah, what's happening after and what uh, affected the human society there, I mean, except because as our scale, at our scale we are looking just on the landscape, on the hydrology and of the soil development, then certainly many, many other things. You know, once a marshland, a marsh biota is, uh, I mean, finished, dried, it's all of the animals, all of the plants, all of the others leave as well. So I don't know uh, concerning the malaria or other type of, mala of, of sickness, how they could affect things, if I will understand your question. Okay, okay. I liked very much your presentation. I saw you, you made an in-depth study about the paleosoils, also by using micromorphological analysis. And uh, I would like to ask you, uh, did you uh, study or are you planning to study the stratigraphical correlation between these paleosoils? And, and the second question is, um, did you study this um, pedogenetic features that can provide information about paleo paleoclimate. Yeah, of course. It's the main objective of this study, indeed. Uh, the paleoclimate uh, to, to, to show. Um, we know uh, now uh, we have all of these ice cores and uh, yeah, deep sea cores and uh, uh, those beautiful diagrams coming like that. And we have our some archaeological sites, and immediately we try to make the connection between those, between those diagrams and what we see in our archaeological sites. I think uh, it uh, can be mistaken only to compare in this way. If we want to compare, it's just to compare concretely. If we know that we had a, a humid phase during the early Neolithic, for example, then the so-called 8.2 event and the dry event. So we have to look on the landscape of the site itself before to see if we can meet it, if we can interpret it, if we can find it. This is our objective in this way. Of course, the environmental ambiances, climate, especially paleoclimate, is kept in the mind. I didn't try now, I don't have enough time to compare those results with the diagram, but they are already compared. And just on the break, if you would like to see, I have them in my computer and I show it to you. Uh, for the uh, comparing the soils together, Jordan Valley is very complicated. It depends, of course, of the geomorphological and geological configuration, which is very complex. Then the texture and the components of the soils, sediments are different from place to place. But that doesn't mean some type of deposits were not deposited at the same time. So with micromorphology, we were looking as well for the pedosedimentary ambiances that can be correlated between them. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the composition, if it is the same composition or not, but we are pedologically, we are looking for the paleo-environmental ambience.